four hang squat cleans. Yep. Four push press. Okay. Sixteen sit ups. Okay. And I th- I want to say it was a twenty minute AMRAP. What was it? Ten rounds for time. Ten rounds. That's right. And it was me and Bishel and Jay Vera and my wife. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and someone else. There was like four or five of us down there. And and we're warming up and we've been warming up for ten or fifteen minutes, which is like when I warm up for 15 minutes, I'm already like gassed. Yeah. So like, I want to start like right away and warm up in the workout. I'm, I'm with you. Guy. And two minutes before we start, Bishel's fucking wife comes down there and she puts on more weight on the bar than me and then beats me <laughs> in the workout. She beat everybody. <laughs> um, Good times. When's the last I time should that's happened surprised. to you? <laughs> Get out of town. <laughs> I don't right. believe that for a minute. Aren't you decrepit? Like, isn't your back all messed up? She Shouldn't put, you warm up for more than 15 or 20 minutes? She put she put 10 pounds on each side of the bar, and I'm like thinking more than me. And then I'm thinking to myself, please say you're using the woman's bar. Please say you're using the woman's bar. I like, I, you I, just, just, I like how you just annoyed, just evaded my question like a Tai Chi master. It was just... You brought it back to Bailey. I see how you did that. I rode my motorcycle, and today it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you should you see your professional interviewee you can just say whatever you want to say deflect 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 we don't have an intro to the show Mm -hmm. and for some people that's awkward and um whatever you want me to make one real quick okay that'd be cool Mm -hmm. seven podcast show (sighs) welcome today is wednesday blah 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 yeah We've done. I know the date. We've done. Said it. We've done seven okay. shows or eight shows. Um, it's got to be double digits by now. We published one for an hour. <laughs> before we pulled it, it was down. a pretty epic hour. Uh, Tyson said that um, two or three days ago. He's all, "Hey man, you got to bring a Rory in there. Invite Rory in there." And part of me is like, "Oh yeah." First, I'm like, "That's really cool. Bring Rory in there. Bring Rory in there." And then I started getting a little intimidated. I'm like, "Whoa, whoa! I think that might be a dig at me." <laughs> I don't think that's what he meant at all. Okay. And I'm honored that you want to be on your first podcast. Thank you. Wait, you said this is number what? Oh, it's not number one. Six or seven. Uh, It could be the first one published. I think everyone is the first one at this point. (laughs) Tell me how many people in your life have you broken their nose? One that I know for a fact, like straight up because I spent the night in the hospital with him because it was also my best friend. I mean, do we dig right? Do we should we dive all the way down the hole? Yes, yes, okay, yes, cool. Yes, I didn't yes. know if that was like a rapid fire question yes, thing. No, no. Um, let me preface this by saying that I'm not necessarily proud of it, but it happened. It's a fact. I had uh, 17 years old. I'm a father now, and I can appreciate how outrageous this is that my parents let me go to Cancun, Mexico, with a group of people, and um, God bless the people that were my uh, what do you call the, the parents that come with you. Uh, chaperone my chaperones right um they're amazing people 17 what's that were you a virgin at 17 oh of course yeah until i met my wife (laughs) um the uh anyways things got out of control it was a night it was my best friend to this day alcohol uh alcohol was involved too much of it and uh if you've been down there there seems to be like a group of of guys who are really really like bodybuilding strong from new jersey and aggressive and they seem like like they're there to get in fights right so at one point i lost my buddy and we kind of took turns we were all babysitting each other on different nights and um i went out to find him basically fronting up and he's 145 pounds soaking wet maybe not a fighter at all but he's he's just mouthing off to these guys and so i'm basically trying to extract my buddy from the situation one thing leads to another and we i've realized that we've like gone across a street of moving cars in the middle of mexico and um I'm trying to get him to a cab and he swings a punch at me and I just squared up and I just kabob, hit him right in the face. Friendly fire. Hit him right in the friendly fire, dude. <laughs> and he looked at me and was just like, why did you hit me? And psh, like exploded hey, nose hey, all over the place. That reminds me of, I used to walk to, um, uh, when I went to UC Santa Barbara every day, I'd walk to school and I, when I walked to campus, I'd walk by this fence and there were like six or seven dogs behind this chain link fence. And they would start barking at me the second like I entered their their view, their purview. And by the time I was like halfway across, they stopped barking at me and they were fighting each other. I'm like, this is fucked. These dogs every day start fighting each other because of their angst towards me. And that's what happened. You that's were basically there, what happened. You were there basically like to help your friend from getting beat up and you ended up having a 
Exactly. And uh, I just, I would like, I can imagine what it looked like to somebody else. Cause like we kind of fought each other across the street. I smacked him in the face, picked him up, put him on my shoulder and got into a taxi cab. The only thing <laughs> dumber than that, the only Mexico, thing dumber than that me. in your story is the fact that some guys would actually go to Mexico looking for fights. It, it's a thing. Mm. Maybe they don't go there looking for, I don't know. I don't know them. You broke Russ Green's nose downstairs in the HQ gym. Was it broken, broken? Russ? Russ. I think it was just a... Broke his nose? I'm not familiar with this. I story. definitely hurt his nose. Was it broken? I heard it was broken. Eesh. I'm 99.9% sure I it was. Like, it was like solid contact. I one of those guys that has nose broken so many times, you can't really tell if it's broken. You heard it It break? was solid contact. Yeah, it was nasty. So what happened there? Um, you guys, have you done jujitsu at all? I have not. I just got back into it. Love it. It's, it's really fun. But the problem was- Could you beat was, up Tommy Marquez in a street fight? Could I beat Tommy Marquez in a street fight? Yeah. I don't know if Tommy Marquez can scrap, but if yeah. it went if it went longer than two minutes, Tommy would whoop me. That's my game. Is like I'm just hard and fast out of the gates, and if it goes longer than that, I'm I'm done. How's Angie with that? She's when we were married, got used to it. Um, she adapted. <laughs> anytime that I come into a situation where you're going to interview with you, I feel like it's like I'm it's like you know unprotected sex. <laughs> You know, you know, sometimes it's that's like, exciting. I'm excited, but I'm afraid. I don't know what you like. Russ I don't know what you got loaded in the back. You Russ, know? Russ Green. Matt was tripping that I have notes. I have a page and a half of notes. No, I wasn't tripping on it. I just didn't expect it. Look, it says Rory with like an arrow pointed over. <laughs> I added something to it. You did? I haven't looked at what I saw you writing in my book. I didn't like that, actually. So long story short. Garth, oh, that's a great note. Yeah. Garth Taylor comes down and he's a pro and he's teaching us and he's doing a great job. But at the very beginning of when Jiu-Jitsu was first introduced to CrossFit HQ, we all had tremendous amounts of work capacity and zero finesse, right? So we just go like it was like um, with Tasmanian Devil, you know, we just like all ball up. And me and Russ Green like had some notorious sessions because he's... I mean, a tough ass dude, scrappy and belligerent, right? Like I would be, I, I didn't know how to choke somebody. I'd never done it before. And so you're like, if you got your hands around someone's throat, it's, it's really weird to like watch his face, like fight against you as you're trying to choke him to, <laughs> to unconsciousness. And, uh, anyways, at this particular time, like he was on top of me, which is not necessarily an advantageous position. And I tried to get my foot across his face and just straight heel to the nose. <laughs> like, yeah. So you heard the little. Was the one that was more like the blood just shot out? It wasn't that dramatic. Like it wasn't as bad as that. That's why I'm surprised. But you heard I it. I do remember it being broken. Yeah. Yeah. It was just it was solid contact. You it know was what I mean? Broken. Like if your kids hit you in the nose, like the nose hurts, man. Does did it damage your relationship with them? No, I don't think so. You guys are good. How would you know? How would you know? I'm not sure Russ even noticed. Yeah. Me and Russ got a good relationship, man. You, you forget that we were locked in a room like solo. Actually, me, Russ, and and Megan Mitchell for like a year and a half. Just head down crazy work in a dingy, tiny office with one window. That was at the other office? Yeah. Russ was here for that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Russ was the man, dude. Russ was the first person I was like, hey, here's this tremendous amount of uh, of work that will not be fun to do. Can you do it? And he was like, oh, sure, I'll do it. Yeah, he was yeah, a, he was a, he was an a charger up, an update then. show writer. Right? Well, I mean, long before that, for example, we uh, there at one point there was never, you know, now we've got map.crossfit.com. At that point in time, there was no database that contained every single affiliate. So Russ literally went through main site and clicked on every link to every affiliate and put them into a spreadsheet. Wow. Over the course of, I don't know, a week, maybe. I mean, working his ass off. So let's just say that was in That's 2000. perfect for him. <laughs> he's, he's actually coming in to be interviewed on October 10th or 11th. Him and Russell Berger. And actually, Russ Green doesn't know this, but we're going to do a competition downstairs in the gym, and we're going to stream it live on YouTube. I've given Berger a heads up. <laughs> Why wouldn't you tell Green? I, he's in such great shape. He just needs to be surprised. Russell Berger's in great shape. I know. I guess maybe because I want Berger to win. <laughs> I don't know. I, At I least give you're Russ honest, the upper dude. hand right At now. Least you're you give who? Russ, the, uh, Russ Green. Green the upper oh, hand. Oh, he's so fit, it's crazy. Yeah. Really? It's hard for me to admit, but he is. He's in fantastic he's shape stupid right now. He's stupid fit. That's, I mean... He's you know, like muscle too, up, but... must 30 muscle ups for time with a vest on kind of fit. Okay. Mm. When we're done with this, can I see your list? Just because I'm really curious. Of questions? Yeah. Or people I'm going to interview. Over well, like, I don't know if it's questions. I don't know if it's questions or just like pictures of me or. Um, how did you get into CrossFit? How did I get into CrossFit? The same dude whose nose I broke. Mm -hmm. um, I was living with him in Bozeman, Montana at the time. We were, uh. I did a bunch of ski seasons after college, kind of did like ski season, fishing season, uh, back and forth. 
and we were both working, both getting into training. Like I was pursuing at that time, um, one of the other, uh, personal training accreditations. And, uh, we found, well, uh, had you graduated from college at this point? I had, yeah, I had first, first job out of college was Domino's pizza. I'll tell you about that later. Um, <clears throat> anyways, delivery, we're both making delivery. Okay. I Highest grossing Domino's in the nation, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I delivered pizzas. What? It was the bomb, dude. Yeah, it I was, delivered pizzas too. Oh, such a good job. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, podcasts weren't out at that time, man. I would have been listening to your sultry voice at that point in time if, if it were. Um, but yeah, so he, we, he basically had done some digging and, and followed the wormhole at that time. Remember the internet was, was not new, but it was, um, 2007, eight, 2006, seven. Six, yeah. Okay. And, um, found it found crossfit.com um as well as uh there was another one that was directed towards what they called mountain athletes and it was basically just they were taking crossfit and stitching it together with a bunch of other stuff but it was it was like basically an overprogrammed crossfit training program and uh, but the guy was out of jackson hole so we thought he was cool um so yeah started following it and then went back to alaska and had a super jinky weight system and what did you do in alaska i was a trout fishing guide and had them uh I found a treadmill on Craigslist, had them fly it out from Anchorage to this place. It was literally only float plane in, float plane out, and uh, did CrossFit wads over the course of the summer. And my brother was way into it too. So my brother's had an affiliate since 2008. And what's the name of his affiliate? His uh, Westlake CrossFit. So this guy, you broke his nose. Uh-huh. And then another part of your relationship is he introduced you to CrossFit. He's he like, paid hey, for my level one. What? Yeah, dude. He paid for my level one, and then uh, we Wait, worked together. Wait, why? How? It's just the man, dude. We've just been uh, so. Wasn't we've been he just a since... college kid too? No, well, we've been buddies since high school. Okay. And so, uh, even during college, uh, he's he's just was he's been more set up than me. And so, what we... have you done for him since then? Since he got you that, is he tripping on how far you've gone with it? Well, so we started our our official CrossFit career. We started together. So I went to Alaska, came back, and in San Diego, um, ended up living with his dad for a while. That's when I met Angie and all this. And he was training there at a place called U.S. CrossFit, which is now like the guys who run Seal Fit, Mark Devine and, and that crew. And um, he was like, you got to check it out, man. They've actually got physical gyms because I had never seen an actual affiliate before. And so we went in and over time, one thing led to another. And uh, we got our level ones and I started training at U.S. CrossFit. He had moved to Hawaii. He came back and we actually worked at U.S. CrossFit for a solid two and a half years together. Damn. Yeah. And then he went on. He was one of the dudes who started Life as Prescribed. And then how did you get sucked into the whole HQ thing? If you were two years at an affiliate, how did it like, how did you parlay that into working for HQ? Uh, I went to the 2008 CrossFit games as a inspired coach, you know, I, uh, did you I, compete? No, I competed in a uh, rowing competition, hung over barefoot and at, it didn't... At, at, at aromas. Correct. Yeah. I remember that thing. Remember they just, they just basically yeah. a thousand meters for time and I, kicked ass dude i like it was like 302 or less mm -hmm. on my on my thousand meters mm -hmm. threw my hands in the air thought i was the shit and i looked down and it was uh craig from diablo crossfit oh, had Howard. beat me i think he yeah. won and he was competing that weekend I and i was he won like, the games one year like two years ago fittest one yeah. of the masters classes yeah, he how, did. how old is that guy 107 <laughs> must be <laughs> i don't know uh, i don't know which which age group he's, he's 45 in. or 50 he's yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, in the intro that you made for me, I should have introduced you. You're Rory McKernan over here, Matt Bischel, and our chief engineer, Eric Maciel. And Tyson Aldroyd's in the room too. I think he just kind of got trapped in the corner when we started rolling. I'm going to take a bathroom break here in a minute. And you can stay or leave, Tyson. You're staying. You do broadcast now. Rory, that's like, is that fair to say that's what you do at CrossFit Inc.? You are a That is are, certainly my highest impact job, I think. Well, maybe not highest impact, but it's my highest visibility. Uh, how about most man hours um, that you put into it? I don't think so because we don't do that many broadcasts, you know? Like our broadcast engagements are only, they're, they're compartmentalized into open regionals and games. But when, when it's on, it's on, you know? Um, so they're... It, yeah, there's there's a lot of man hours that go into it when it's happening. But if you think about it, like that was always been one of our one of our hangups is as commentators, a lot of us were public speakers, but you didn't get a lot of reps doing this kind of stuff. So so you're a you're a a brawler in Mexico. You're a trout 
fisherman in Alaska. Why you got to pay me into a box, bro? You're a um, Renaissance man. A trainer at a CrossFit gym in San Diego. And then somehow from there, you end up um, doing broadcast at CrossFit HQ. And you know, you see the emails. Between. You see the emails come in, and and I'm sure people DM you. Hey, I really want to get into broadcast. How'd you do it? How'd you do it? How'd you do it? But in a nutshell, it just happened. In a nutshell, you're just in the right place at the right time, working hard and being six two and handsome. Well, no, you know, it's funny is <clears throat> I just went back. Um, you know, it takes a lot to fill up a Gmail inbox. Um, I managed to do that in about two years in my in my first capacities in CrossFit working for Tony. And I went back recently and looked at that and there was like correspondences with you, for example, when I was doing dramatically different things that had nothing to do with on camera stuff. So did you look that up on purpose because you knew you were coming on the podcast? No, no, oh. it, it just happened. Uh, <laughs> I thought maybe you had something in your back pocket, like in case I got too squirrely with you. <laughs> yeah, he's going to pull out. Well, I remember when you did blah, blah, blah. No way, dude. We had a good relationship okay, at that okay, time. Okay. We had a good relationship um, at that time. It was mostly you going. It was mostly like you going like, "What are we doing it this way?" And I was like, "I don't know, just 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 following the rules, bro. I'm just checking the boxes." Um, that sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how'd you get in? How, so yeah. How, how so do the, you, how does this happen? How do, how are you now on? Um, you've lived a life on ESPN. Now you're starting a new life on CBS. How how does that happen? That I mean, that was never your goal at 21. You're like, oh, I gotta be a sports broadcast no absolutely not i um i was obsessed with crossfit and i um still to this day I, i'm no no bullshit my uh my heroes in crossfit are like the the seminar trainers and the uh the flow masters and so i went down that path as soon as i was training i wanted to be a level one seminar trainer Name a couple of them when you say your heroes uh todd whitman's a huge one for me worthy uh, he's worthy stefan roche is a big guy for me adrian bosman man like we've got for the sure. Roe versus boz thing but long before he was even my friend Long before he was my friend of me, he was a um, internet a, hero. He was man. Yeah, and me too. He me was too. at my level one, and yeah. I remember just being like, "Oh shit!" Like that's the dude. I saw him doing pistols with blue hair on a box, like Nicole San Carroll. Francisco CrossFit. Nicole Carroll for sure. Chuck Carswell. Um, yeah, just to name a few, man. And and uh, those are the guys that I came up under. Andy Stumpf was uh, yep. he mentored me for my first five seminars. Have you been on Andy's podcast? No. Um, we tried to connect at the games, but it, it was just too too hectic. But uh, yeah, so the, anyways, I always wanted to be like those people. And I still think that it's a fantastic part of our, you know, we talk about cultural transmission. Those are the people that we're putting out there to make sure that the next generation of- We weren't talking owners, about cultural transmission. You just you just threw that in there just now. But I'm talking on. about that. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. right. No, okay. we, we do as a as a unit, we talk about cultural okay, transmission. right. Um, and I think there's nobody better than, than that group of people to kind of like, to lead the charge. And yeah. Uh, and there's a whole new generation since I've been out of seminars. But anyways, um, sorry to, to derail. So I wanted to be a level one seminar trainer, accomplished that back through the old school level two system. And that was 2008, I suppose. Um, so around the time I went to the CrossFit Games for the first time, um, the only person from my box that went was the woman that's now my wife because her dad lived in Carmel and she had a place to be. And so I wrote this big email. I was like, hey guys, there's, there's other people doing CrossFit. Because back then people, like, they go to your local website and they would think that was it. You know, they didn't even know that CrossFit.com existed. And I was like, it's just around the corner in Aromas. Let's go check it out. And she was the only person that responded. So um, went up there, met her sister, met her brother-in-law. And uh, obviously we all became fast friends. This is friends. a crazy story. And I started dating Angie. And uh, you know those people now to be uh, Paulo and uh, Jordan. Gervais. Yeah, yeah. And so the following year, 2009, me and Angie have been dating basically the whole year. And Jordan is tasked with making, you were doing your documentary stuff with Carrie and Jordan was tasked with quick turnaround videos. Right. And he's like, Hey man, like one, can you hold a camera? And I was like, sure. And I got in a bunch of people's way and pissed a lot of people off. <laughs> and two, um, it'd be a lot quicker for the turnaround stuff if you could talk on camera. And that was the first time that we'd ever done anything like that. That was 2008. That was 2009. Nine. Right. Okay. Right. 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 And, uh, and so that year I slapped high five with Tony and, um, met him for the first time. And when Pat Barber decided he was going to chase Taz down, down under, um, Tony, right. I, Tony offered Jordan the job and Jordan said, you know, like, it's not my thing, but you should, you should ask Rory and, uh, huh. came up and happened. visited Scott's and Valley. On. Was it love at first sight when you saw Angie? Yeah. Uh, we certainly had a connection. She was, she was with somebody else. I was, um, dude, I was full beard, like long hair. And when she you left come, someone else for you. No, I think they were on the outs already. Oh, okay. But um, as you know where I was going with that. 
No. They'll leave someone for you. They'll leave you for someone else. <laughs> I think we're pretty very, deep. Very we got pretty deep roots, man. Like okay. one way or another, she's connected to me for life. So okay. I don't think All she's right. going anywhere. All right, All right. Um, not to mention I'm fucking awesome. Um, the uh, <laughs> so I had I had recently left um, Alaska, and there's this really weird. Uh, it, it, we were in the bush, you know. Like I, on a daily basis, I was guiding. Who was people. in the bush? Yeah, that's that, where I was. That, sorry, that's where I was. I'm oh, going okay. backwards to before I met Angie. Mm-hmm. I had been in Alaska for a, a solid nine month period and With no women. Well, people that you would talk to, you know, guests. Is this story going where I want it to go? Probably not. Oh. <laughs> but the, okay. the point being like my social skills were way down. She was dating somebody else. My social skills okay. were down. I probably wasn't even talking to people. And so, uh, no, it took a long warming up, but, uh, I want to talk to you about, um, I forgot what his question was anyways, uh, how you became a broadcaster. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to okay. it. I want to talk to you about the uh, missing testicle. Okay. But I have to pee. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll go pee too. And this break is brought to you by... <clears throat> doop, 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 doop. Sabat Show. Boop, 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 boop. Welcome uh, back. The Sabat Show. Some topics we need to cover after we talk about the um, testicle oh, is uh, our uh, Brooke Wells. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, and no. Dave Castro. Two, wow, two hot buttons. Yeah, just right into Where's it. Where's that going to go? Who, before we get to the testicle, who, if, uh, who's, who's in your favorites on your iPhone? Like Good for question. You the speed dial, like, hey, who's got the stars? You Wifey don't... for sure. Well, I, you know what? This could go down a different route. I'm a, I'm a Android user. Oh. Android does favorites. I'm not, I'm not even different. sure what that means. It, well, it tells you this. It doesn't, it doesn't help you as Apple does think that these are your people, your favorites. It chooses your favorites based on who you call the most. I like that. Uh-huh. So Wifey's definitely on there. Joe, Nev- Joe Novello's high on the list. JB's high on the list. Why does the iPhone suck so bad and yet we all stick with it? Oh, it Dude, you, hey, listen. Here's your option. I, you know why I hate the iPhone? The iPhone's great, but I hate that they box you in. Like they make you... The whole like iMessage. The whole iMessage or even like FaceTime. Like there's no, there's no lack of capabilities on an Android that doesn't let me video call with you. It's just because Apple won't let you do it. Right. So you got to use some workaround like Facebook Messenger or some bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. But so that pisses me off. Or like you're, if you use iCloud for anything, you have to have an Apple device to get it off. But I can oh, yeah. use Google Photos on my, on you, my Android. You got to dive in head first. Yeah. The cloud. Is, that like you're all, you're all is that ever going to backfire on them? Oh, it says I can video call you. Look at I'm going to video no, call you. No, you know what annoys me about Android? Oh, I'd have to do it through Hangouts. Is that, is that when you screen cap yeah, exactly. through WhatsApp? When you screen cap a message, it has the phone number in it. With what? Like if you're messaging with somebody and uh-huh. you screen cap it, it has their phone number. Huh. So if you share it. Are you calling me right now? I, I am calling you right now. Why is your number restricted? I don't even know what screen cap means. I, you're I, calling I, me from a restricted number. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. Let's see. Answer though. Let me see if I see well, you. I don't, what if it's not you? I don't want to answer restricted it calls. I hate restricted calls. Are you 702 f- <laughs> what? No, what no, I'm not. Hey, it says it's free. It says you answered, but I don't see you. I'm on here. All right, we're speaking. This but we're not. We also happen to have headphones and microphones. I can't see you. Yeah, look, not it. It. I just ended it. Mm. Wait, so why did you go the Android route? Why did I go the? I I was like up for a phone upgrade. I was pissed at Apple for some reason, which was. I think that I'd gone to the Apple store for like help and they wouldn't, they, I thought something was a very reasonable request where they should replace my phone. It was one of those things. And I was like, screw it. I'm gonna give it a shot. And, um, and I ended up really enjoying it. Rory, Rory's the same guy that got mad at Chevron. So instead of driving a car, he rides a tricycle to work too. You know, he's a real, uh, <laughs> I mean, that doesn't seem apples to apples, but what's the, what's seems the, phrase, like a little bit of a, reach. What's a phrase. He's a very, um, there's a phrase for awesome, it. badass. That's not what I was thinking. But really you are cool. Those things. You are those things. Extremely handsome. Reactive. Uh, policy guy. Like he does everything on like his. You know, he's very okay. Fine. Fuck you, Apple. <laughs> I'm not though. You know what I mean? I was You're just not. like it was on a whim, and I'll probably stick with Android until something goes wrong with them. And then you'll switch back. And then I'll switch back. I just talked to Mo from Beyond the Whiteboard. Yes. He switches back every other year. To ensure that he's always in touch with like the new technology oh, from both, which I think Greg, is Greg does that too. That's so awesome. Oh. Like that's a cool policy to have. But you've got to go back and forth on the different platform or uh, devices. That's just. But you never out of touch. I tried so Android. Annoying. It's hard. I think it's hard. Really? I had it for a little while. Is it easy? And it's, it's just it's more humble. customizable. 
Okay. It's not anymore. It's not. It's not as like obvious, I guess. But it's it's a. Uh, it's still pretty intuitive, and it's you can really customize it. Okay. Yeah. I'll never try it again. I tried the <laughs> Pixel phone for like six minutes. I hate options. Um. So tell me, tell me about cancer. Is that did is that you really had cancer? Yeah, dude. It. I mean, it's funny you say that like that because I I doesn't doesn't necessarily feel like it. Like when I talk to people who have cancer, like right. you, my my uncle's going through like um the the real shit you know with um with one of the big ones but i so i feel like what i had was stage 1a in other words you found it the soonest it was uh so it was still in stage one as as early as you could possibly have it and uh, and it all went really quick um there were some other things that were found out uh, afterwards um but they were pretty much unrelated so it was like actually it was no bullshit it was a two-week period that it was like Hey, something feels wrong. Hey, you like have physically cancer. Feels wrong. Like you're soaping your yeah. nuts, and you're like, hmm, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. What, like okay. wrong? How? Like, oh, um, tender to the touch. No, like a, something that shouldn't be there. Like a little bump. Okay. A little bump. And uh, were you just like it's an ingrown hair? Part. Weren't you like, hey, it's just ingrown hair? Or something? Well, that's what I want. To, that's what you want to believe, right? And and I didn't yeah. and I didn't yes. even have a doctor, right? I, I was like, uh, what? Uh, th- actually, Justin I had only Bird had checked it for you. What's that? JB checked it. He for didn't you? leave here at the time, so it was tough. You know, I had to get. Um, I think it was Leaf. Um, <laughs> the um, it was. Uh, oh, I didn't have a doctor. I had only just recently gotten medical insurance, dude, because we're like we're all young and healthy, right? I mean, what's going to go wrong? And uh, so I went to a doctor to establish a relationship, and I'm like, hey, man, sorry, it's the first meeting, but like, I need you to feel my nuts. And this dude, uh, he was a young doctor. I think he was pretty new because he was taking patients. And he was like, oh, you're totally fine. It's your seminal vesicles. He t- basically told me it was part of my nat- natural anatomy. Seminal, so I, isn't that the big veiny thing that's on the backside that the junk travels up? Or is that the uh, No, what's, I what, think what's no, a seminal? That's, that's something else. It is part of the pathway. It is part of the pathway for your guys to get out, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. I'm yeah. just but like I'm the twins. Tripping. The twins had to swim through it at one point. I'm tripping that he could confuse that. That's what I'm saying. And actually, so fast forward, we go. So I leave the office thinking exactly what you're saying. I knew that he was wrong, but it was exactly what I wanted to hear. So I went down to Paul and Jordan's house. It was like Christmas time. Me and Jordan were playing a basketball game and like we we smacked knees together at one point. And uh, later that day, it felt like I got kicked in the nuts. And I was like, no, it's like something's wrong. Something's really, really wrong. And by the time I got back to Santa Cruz a couple days later, I went straight to Mark Rosen, oh, yeah. who I worked out with at the time. He's he, uh, a doctor. He's a, he's a master's uh, yep. competitor. Yeah. Um, and a long time CrossFit Santa Cruz um, guy. He was back there when Greg was teaching. Mm-hmm. And uh, they used to, they used to have two dick docs. They would, they would say the big dick doc and the little dick doc. <laughs> and uh, it's a fact. Tony told me this. Anyways, I went to Mark and he was like, like virtually didn't touch it and was like, dude, you need to go to the hospital. Like, let's get you a, um, uh, ultrasound. And went to the hospital. So this is a Thursday. And by the end of the day, we had scheduled a Monday surgery. How do they ultrasound wow. your penis? Do you go in that? I mean, just spin- pretty straight up. <laughs> do they? Do you go in that box that circles around you? Or? No, ultrasound. Like, remember when they looked at the baby? Like, they put oh, the gel down right, and they like, right. you know. Oh, I'm thinking MRI. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. thinking okay. MRI too. Yeah. Okay, so they just put some goo on it and then start rubbing on your, okay. And are you wow. watching it live on the screen? I wouldn't know what to look for. You know what I mean? It's like like you've seen kids through an ultrasound. Like right. they still look like aliens. But right. uh, no, I was more watching the ultrasound technician's face. And uh, and uh, the reason that it hurt so bad was apparently that it was like, it was so aggressive, the the strain or type that I had, that it like it was already 75% of the testicle was, in, was engulfed, you know? Over the course of that week, most likely, it was just like took over the whole thing. Wow. And so, yeah, Monday surgery. Just massive cell division is what that is, right? Yep. And that bad boy was out of there. And they cut it out. Yep. The entire ball. Yeah, which is actually a funny story too. And they have to cut some like a little bit more because they don't want to risk leaving anything in. Like They take your um, lymph nodes as well. So the scar looks like I got my appendix out. It's up here. So they go in from up here. They don't, it's not like they slice your sack open and like, you like steal it out of there. Yeah, so they so they go uh, and they take your um, your limbs as well. So yeah, it's, it's up here high, which is funny because I was like, uh, wait I was talking second, to Rosen. Wait a second, wait a second. You're pointing like up here, like just to the you know where an appendix scar is, right? To the like no, but you're pointing to the right of your belly button. Like right here. 
right there. That's a scar. But how would they get your testicle out from there? Someone has to reach in there and... I'm not a doctor, man. I was asleep the whole time. <laughs> right, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be real, I don't want to know. It's gone. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe okay. there's like a, just a big, big hole. So you're saying there was something funny about this story? Oh, so I'm about to go like, you know, I'm all hooked up and I don't know you guys probably had some surgery in the, in the course of your lifetime and you're already a little dopey. Like they gave me something to chill me out cause I was freaking out. And, um, and I'm talking to Rosen and I'm like, cool. So, um, you guys are basically, you know, like the Indiana Jones, like take one out and switch one in, you know, like I totally, <laughs> I assumed that you, like it automatically came with a fake nut. Right. You, know? <laughs> you did. And, and poor yeah. Mark got like, he got like real, like embarrassed, you know, he's like, well, I mean, I mean we could like, we totally explore like prosthetics if you want to. And then I got awkward and I was like, oh no, no, like I just thought it was like a thing. Like, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> then we both just kind of shut up. <laughs> um, is the, um, is, can you still have kids? I could, but we're not. Do you still get, do you get checked up regularly? Uh, yeah. So the, the course of action afterwards was chemotherapy was option one. Uh, what they call surveillance was option two. So for the past six years, I just graduated. Um, Congrats. Thank you. It was, um, you know, initially every two months. What do you mean you graduated? Six years is like, hey, you're in the clear. Six years is the same solution as if I would have done chemo. Okay. It's basically like 96%. You're not going to get cancer again or that, that type of cancer. Um, why did you get it? I don't know. Drinking Coke? <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitively, yes. Sugar consumption. So you don't know? Um, no, dude, it was, um, the explanation was as much as, it was like, your guess is as good as mine. Was it from keeping myself in my pocket? Yeah, maybe. Was it from getting hit too hard? Yeah, maybe. Did it get twisted? Was I around the wrong thing? Did I eat the wrong thing? Yeah, maybe. There was no good. A mutated A cause B. Yeah. There was no, there was no strong answer. And that seems to be universal, you know, it's like, um, super intense moment. Did it change you at all? Did it change Rory McKernan? Were you like, Oh my God, I'm going <laughs> to church more. Oh my God, I'm going to be more patient. Or did you even have like this huge epiphany? <laughs> did it alter your course of, um, I'm going to add one more thing okay. to answer that question. And the one that was that, um, after your surgery is done, they do a set of scans and they do a lot of blood work. And that came back negative, but Rosen was like, hey, but but you have this thing in your lung that I've heard about one time in law school, but it's really weird, so you got to go to a, a specialist. In law school? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, they didn't talk about it in law school, in med school. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, I'm just guy. showing off that I'm actually listening to you. I really appreciate that, actually. I appreciate that. Okay. And uh, so I, I go, and uh, what turns out that I've got this thing in my lung called a pulmonary sequestration. Which means that you know your your right your heart's off centered, so your right lung's a little bit bigger than your left. The entire bottom third of my right lung was non-functioning lung tissue, like arguably since the day I was born. Wow! And the danger was that you know you're descending aorta is that really high pressure coming out of your heart. It had a blood supply going straight to it, so it's ba boom, ba boom, ba boom into this dead area. And I was like, so what's the danger? And he said, oh, well, I mean, like that could burst, that could rupture. And I was like, okay, so if that happens, what's up? And he's like, oh, like three heartbeats or something. It's like, oh, I could be, just bleed out. I could be the dude on the basketball court or downstairs. I could be doing Fran and all of a sudden just face first. And you guys are like, oh, oh God, right, bro? I hope I'm not here when that happens. You know what I mean? Oh I'll start and, crying. Uh, well, no, so they took it out. So that's, that's like the big scar that I've got here is and they opened me up, spread the lungs, like took out the whole bottom third of my right lung and tied that thing off. So to answer your question, what if the tie me? comes off? You're in the I mean, same situation as you were with that lung. At least that was a natural cap on it. <laughs> How are you yeah. alive? Right. The, the, you know, the answer is three heartbeats. <laughs> These but, are a lot of hard decisions you have to make. No doubt, dude. And uh, About survival. And fast. I mean, dude, I've never been more fascinated with the profession of healthcare. Like the, the dude who took care of me actually moved to um, Harvard to head up their cardiothoracic surgery thing, which... I was his last surgery, which gave yeah. me a lot of, yeah, that's good vibes. That's you know, good. gave me a lot of good vibes. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, but yeah, the way he was explaining it, like to your question, they tied it off. They tied it off with satin apparently. And I was like, satin. I was like, dude, that? that's like the kind of bed sheets I want to sleep yeah, on. Like yeah, not, not what I want my heart to be tied to. Delicate. How about super glue and some epoxy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like a steel would you get some metal in there, bro. <laughs> yeah, like I got yeah. friends at Rogue. Yeah, they can shit manufacture <laughs> shit. They're yeah. good to go. Like whatever you need. Um, so did it for a long time. I was really waiting. Like I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was waiting to like watch a Kleenex commercial and just fall apart. And that, that emotional letdown only happened when they told me I didn't have cancer. So like after the surgery and that was like, I just sobbed, like lost it, but there was no, 
there wasn't like this huge reevaluation of life and, and what needs to be happening. That that kind of happened slowly in the years past. And when I just passed six years, but I mean like double really down on prayer, let's say like, I'm not a prayer guy, mm-hmm. but like I've had shit go sideways. And then all of a sudden this voice stops, starts up in my head, dear God, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, we did do that. Yeah. We're, we're churchgoers. I'm a Christian. And, uh, during that time it was especially like, I leaned on that a lot. Um, my daughter's middle name is faith and not necessarily, it's not necessarily like all a religious connotation, it was just sort of like faith in the the fact that like it was out of your hands. When I'm laying on a table and some dude's gonna tie satin around like a artery, like, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> it was it was a very big feeling of like just gotta just gotta go through it, you know, gotta go through the fire. And do you live with it every day? Do you think do you think, oh shit, do I have cancer every day? The six year thing was really cool, but until that point I was I mean, literally up until um what month are we in? August. Yeah, so it was, it was probably um, May that I got my last my last MRI, blood work, all that kind of stuff. Because once a week, I'm like, oh, fuck, does my Harley have gas in it? If I had cancer, I would be, it would. Uh... Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a constant thought. And I it's, would feel but, like it would be in my, in, get in my OODA loop and I'd be tripping. It was like, the first touch of like, style. first touch of immortality you know, or mortality rather, you know, like I've jumped out of planes. I've done a bunch of crazy shit on mountains. Like punched out your friend. You punched out my friend in Mexico. Um, it was the, it was the first time that it was like, bam, hit and the brakes. Kids too. Got kids too, man. You don't want to leave your kids, bro. That's so that the nut cancer and the lung cancer sandwiched Dakota's birth. So it went wow. surgery, Dakota born CrossFit games, which of course are important. And then, uh, Lung surgery. Is your wife a rock? Did she like just suck it up and just hold it all in until it was? She was the shit. Yeah, yeah. She's a tough. She's tougher than me, anyways. You know. Yeah, you need someone who just can step on all their own emotion and hide that shit from you for a year. Sure. I mean, well, not to mention (laughs) that, like during that time, we were we were all hauling ass here too. I mean, so this is like 2010 games time. I, you know, as 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 callous as it sounds, like I remember, like Rory has cancer. Rory's in surgery. Oh, there's Rory in the hallway. Again. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like he didn't. Even, he's still more buff than me after, after the cancer surgery. How the hell did that? Yeah, happen? no. We were joking with Greg. Like one time, he's like, "Yeah, Rory had cancer. Took two days off of work." <laughs> and it was more or less true, you know. I mean, there was there was things to be done. That was 2010. That was the first year that we were at Home Depot. That was the first year that we were doing live broadcast. And um, I think that that actually helped, you know. Because it was just like there was right. so much put your head down in charge that it was kind of, I think sometimes it was nice to be enveloped in work. Give you something to take your mind off of. Totally. Two, 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 if you had to pick two games athletes, uh, one male, one female to mate just for your own personal experiment. I'm not going to answer this question. What the? <laughs> That's um, not even- well, I mean, look, Matt Fraser, Matt Fraser is a foregone conclusion. The guy's a freak. Okay. Like, what an amazing athlete. Okay. Um, I mean, I feel like the obvious answer is Dan Bailey and Brooke Wells. That's that's exactly where I was gonna go. Yeah, I mean, could be a better combination. I, I just I just think it would be. Are we talking about like to create the super athlete? Yeah. Okay. I think it would be freakish. Dan's like one of those bulls that you see. Well, and when you said Fraser, I have to tell you, I immediately thought Annie. I'd match. I'd like to see that child. Um, I'm but, thinking of like complementary skill sets, even even mental skill sets as well. Yeah, you're probably mate. Yours is probably more thought out and less superficial than mine. Okay, we should go. See. Yeah, <laughs> I'd probably rather watch. I'd probably rather watch enjoyment. Dan and Brooke make the kid too. But that's a whole different. <laughs> I mean, that's crass. Even somewhere in somewhere on the earth right now, Dan Bailey's blushing and he doesn't know why. Oh, we had Dan. He's here. hiding his head. He brought up Brooke Wells more than Matt and I ever thought was possible in one. Conversation. Stop it! Really, it was astonishing. Like. um... So before we go there, let's talk about, so who would you stick with Matt? Like if you wanted to see that, that guaranteed games champion, uh, spawn. I just, I'm a, I love, well, I mean, Tia Claire's got some amazing physical capacities. There's no doubt about it. And she moves amazing. Yeah. And you mentioned Annie. I love what both Annie and Katrin actually bring to the table in terms of like um so we didn't even get an icelandic chick in your perfect or or man in your perfect mating pair it's uh matt frazier uh pseudo-american canadian 
And That's right. He's Canadian, right? Ice skater. I can't understand if he. I think that he's American, but he didn't hold the flag on the podium, and he's he, like his parents were definitely Canadian Olympians. But I don't. I think that he's an American citizen. That's funny that I don't know that. I think he is an American citizen. Yeah, that sounds right. But he's Canadian. Yeah. I mean, Canadian I would, at heart. I would think go down. the opposite of Adrian Bosman. I would try to find um, an athlete woman who is you know excels in the things that Matt doesn't excel in. So I would think somewhere like yeah, Sam Briggs, Anna Tunicliffe. If we I were like that, Sam Briggs would be and, and Matt would be awesome. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I mean, take over some. And if Sam countries. was busy, yeah, Tunicliffe could she'd be a good backup. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with this conversation. Dave um, Castro, what's your relationship with him like? The Dave Castro? The Dave Castro. Are there two <laughs> Dave Castros? Is there Dave Castro and the Dave Castro? You, you tell see? me. You started it. You're no. the originator of the... No, there's only one. You're the originator of the <laughs> Dave Castro. There's only one. Is it fun working with him? Is it what, What's it like? He, he, he runs, Dave runs the CrossFit Games for people who don't know, and Rory is one of the cogs in the wheel. <laughs> of of what is the CrossFit Games? Is it fun working with him? I think Dave is a lot of fun. You know, I think I even think that it's really funny that Dave kind of gets the villain uh, moniker because I do. I really enjoy working with Dave, and I want to back all the way up to me saying that these are my my heroes and my people. Like Dave taught my level one as well. Dave did the what is fitness and the nutrition lecture at my level one seminar, and uh, did he do the trench coat? Yep, <laughs> he totally the did. The ruler, he totally the did. Coat the... Oh shit. Sorry about whatever that was. Um, that was your headphone stand. We won't need that till you leave. <laughs> um, and I was training boxers at the time. Like it just happened to kind of stumble into this uh, guy that was trying to make a comeback, really similar to the to the ghost. And I'll never forget. Like I I talked to Dave at the end of day one, emailed him on Monday, and he emailed me back on Monday night. And I was I was super impressed. And um, yeah, no, I think I've I've always found Dave to be really approachable. I think a lot of people, you know dance around or they think they have to talk to him in a certain way. I've always found it to be really straight up. Like, like, um, that's one thing that I can appreciate about him. And I don't know if it's a military thing or if it's just people that happen to be in the military, but I like, or if he was dropped at birth, <laughs> but I, I found this in a couple of other people. Dave will just give you exactly what he's thinking and not harbor it. I'm like, I'll but you're hold a sensitive to guy that could, I mean, that could hit you. But but when you know that like that's where it ends, he's consistent like that. He's yeah. consistent like that. When you know like it stops and starts there, and it's not like there's no vibes, there's no like passive aggressive shit. It's just like, hey, dude, I don't like what you did here, or I do like what you did here. Like, good job. Do you or get don't... compliments from him? Does he compliment? Yeah, from time to time, he's uh, he's really good about that. Do you remember the last time he gave you a compliment? Um, yeah, in the open, he was really he was complimentary. You know, like we've we've. I think we've grown that format a lot and that's one of the times actually it's one of the times when there's a small group of us that are doing a lot of like guerrilla stuff because the, the the group that actually goes out to the field is um you know it's fairly surgical it's not a large group of people there was some tension between you guys around the open this year why um there was a little bit of uh back and forth between you guys in regards to your competition with Adrian Bosman I don't remember any back and forth you don't no tell me <laughs> remind I, me i think that uh uh <clears throat> dave was rousing you about your loss to, to adrian oh well that's fair and you came back with some you know he threw a jab you threw an uppercut what do you do man i mean like, <laughs> i do the same thing you talk to sh talk shit about it right? right it's like you know because the people in the community all the time will be like hey i'm rooting for you man and i'm like Hey, me too. Tell me what <laughs> happened there. What happened? What happened? Tell me the story. I want to hear your, your with Dave. Yeah, with Dave. You I was out. To, weren't you guys out to dinner or something? I mean, I heard about it, so it must have been tense. God, I don't think that was. This a one. I don't think it's a one-time thing. I think Dave Castro is an instructor of buds, and he's always trying to get into our skin. Like any time that me and Adrian are together, at least once, whether it's before the show or after the show, Dave will like try and pit us against each other, very obviously and sometimes jokingly. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, I know what you're saying. Like, oh, dude, like he's he's totally gonna beat you. Oh, hey, Rory was talking shit or whatever, you know. Like he'll he'll create tension where it doesn't exist. What happened there? You beat the first year you did it, you crushed Adrian. Yeah. And now he's treating you. He's treating me badly. Treating you badly. Treating me badly, yeah. man. Yeah. What's going on? 
<sighs> I don't have a good answer for you, dude. I um. I see well, you training actually, down there. Actually, like, I will. Two or three months before the open, I see you down in the gym, like doubling down on your shit. Here's like, one thing that I'll say. Shit and Rocky music. And I, I will say one this. thing. Uh, there's a year that Adrian took a W. That was I did the open four months after knee surgery. Okay. Which for Scott Panchik or somebody like that wouldn't be a big deal, but you know, like. Uh, and you're kind of a Clydesdale. You're not a small man. Not a small man. No. But like that year, there was like 15.1A was a clean and jerk. You know what I mean? Like oh, I, I, I put up 205 far. pounds. Like I can clean and jerk 300, you know? Yeah, it's like, I do that. Um, 300 it, pounds? Yeah. Wow. Um, I can actually jerk more than I can clean. My clean like hovers around 300. Oh, you've got a really narrow. Yeah, I got a good, I got a good jerk. Um, you know his grip? familiar with it it loves my grip it's perfect <laughs> diameter just like a barbell um <laughs> the uh but yeah no man i mean like look i was again i was talking to mo and he because adrian logs on beyond the whiteboard and they did a great article we did one as well to put in perspective like boz is freaking fit the last two years his scores have been phenomenal i mean in terms of dudes who train as much as me and adrian train and uh yeah, no, he's just, there's no excuse. Like, he beat me. It's a little weird that Adrian does the Rowan Boz thing because he was never interested in going to the games. I think he shies away from uh, competition and that kind of pressure and that kind of stress. He's never been one for, like, wanting people circling him while he's working out. Sure as fuck, he, he doesn't it. want a camera in his face. Yeah, but that's not how it started. How did it start? The, the uh, We just thought the Open was freaking awesome, right? And so uh, the, first, the first year that we did the Open... Um, we had a gentleman's agreement that you had to do since you could do it by video submission. We had to do it by video submission and we just searched far and wide. Like we did the, we did the seven minutes of burpees up on the Lodato trail. Like we just tried to find the weirdest here most far out places. It's just down the street. From okay. It's in the parking lot. Okay. Um, and so that was the thing, you know, it was like, nobody saw that and it was just, we were, we were being part of it when we started doing the live announcements, literally Dan Bailey and Scott Panchik finished. And this was, that was a huge gym. It was called, um, I was in North Carolina. Do you remember? Me. That was a What's cool event, by the way. Panchik beat Dan, right? Super cool. Yes, he did. Um, That's one of the topics I wanted to talk to you about, Scott, but we're never going to get to it today. It's a shame. But okay, well, the long story short there is that everybody went off to a barbecue, started drinking beer, and me and Boz kind of looked at each other, and we were like, set up? Like, just want to do it? And probably, literally, 10 people watched us. You know? Like, I don't even remember who judged us. I don't, I don't think Scott and Dan did, but they might have. And, uh, and then we just kind of carried that on. The food there was amazing at that one. Was it? I didn't eat it. Was it was amazing in the tents. I wasn't feeling good after that. Yeah. And, and, and now Boz takes it pretty seriously. And so do you. I think that, um, it used to be just don't embarrass yourself, but now it's, there's a lot more stock put in it. This was the first year that they'd like update shows about it. And they like, you know, so you had that whole series. The, yeah. The uh, whole series. And the, I don't honestly, yeah, the fit yeah, aid series. There were shirts. shirts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw, I see every time. day someone in the office is There's wearing a sponsor. A like, you yeah. know, Fit Aid sponsors <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. And then, uh, yeah, lots of people talk about it. People people enjoy it for whatever reason. And so it became where I'm not a person who, like, really puts a lot of stock in my results in terms of, like, being the best exerciser. But I wanted to win. I mean, it was, it sucks, you know, losing everything um, in two that years, public two years of a platform. A two years in a row. Uh, no sweep this year, though. You guys, you've been going since 13. So you're going to do it again this year? Since, oh, I mean, since 11, really. We've been... Oh, well, yeah. How, how old is Adrian? 34? No, dude. I'm 35. He's like 32. Okay. Final. Mm -hmm. We'll wrap this up here. I just want to make sure I get this in about your, your assault bike kind of fame, infamy, mm. legendary status. Mm. Tell me about the assault bike. Tell me about your relationship. Is You, you have a 50 calories in 49 seconds? 47 seconds Whew. has any awesome. do you know anyone who's ever beat that oh yeah yeah but here's what i'll say about the assault like the 50 calorie challenge yeah i see a lot of rolling starts which i can't respect right you know have you ever seen that oh yeah you see somebody who's like he, it's just barely moving and then somebody will like reach in and like Beep, start it oh uh, i think like yeah, you got to be out of the cold. frame dead stop to start the whole thing for sure but for um sure. yeah no sam dancer so assault bike put out a first to 50 challenge and um I don't know if they sponsor Sam Dancer or if he just did it, but he annihilated a dude. But I've seen people do it, I swear to you, in like 
like 32 seconds or something insane 50 calories 50 calories the thing about the salt bike is you can get it to a certain rpm where it starts paying you more like it'll give you like three or four to one sometimes i don't think i've ever found that in so you'll, you'll you'll spin it for like five seconds sometimes yeah, and all of a sudden it's like that. 10 that's that's you like, know i would love to do that yeah i would hey I'll, I'll give you some tricks charlie Doobie kind of figured it out a little bit yeah, we did a we did a six rounder the other day with assault like a heavy assault bike element, and he whooped me, man. Have um, you met Roger, the guy who owns assault bike? Oh yeah, and he's got some mad skills, right, on the bike. I don't know, man. He challenged me, and then uh, yeah, did you go against him? No, but I, I mean, I submitted my score to him, and he didn't he didn't come back. He sent me a bike. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no response needed. <laughs> he's awesome. I love him though. Yeah, he came to Madrid. Yeah, we had a good time. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember him. He was awesome. I remember during the competition, he was standing there, sitting in on the stairs with a tool in his hand. Yes, just, like, just ready to just go. always ready. What do you mean a tool? Oh, to fix, to do any Yeah, they repair. have a special tool that they use, and he's just, he was just... Magic wand? Yeah. Cool guy. It's a great... It's a great... Uh, it's a great tool to have in the quiver. If you have to have one thing in the garage, I love having that bike in the garage. Agreed, man. I stopped rowing a lot. I like I had to force myself to get back into rowing recently because the salt bike's bitching. And like I'll do I for a while there I was doing like every single day I would do that reverse Tabata that's pre-programmed onto the thing just as a warm-up. And it's like even if you just get that in for the day from a from a dad point of view, like I'll count that as a workout. Yep, totally. What's the most RPMs you've seen that thing? Have you seen over 100? God, dude, I want to answer, but I, I I think so. Like, oh, yeah, actually, definitely over 100. Yeah, way over 100. 100. Yeah, way over 100. 110? We should go down and try it out, but. Okay. Oh, <laughs> speaking of trying out, we really will finish on this. Have you seen Matt trying to flip the 150-pound kettlebell? Like flip it, flip it? Yeah. Like a, no. You know Dave yeah, did, like a one, Dave Dave did. did 124. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you flip the 150? I'll give it hell. All right. Come on, man. <laughs> you, just like, like you, just <laughs> you just need a little push. I like a kettlebell. You just need a little push. You just need a little push behind you, Matt. It's like almost my entire body weight. It's yeah, like, that's impressive. Eric, I don't want to be rude. Do you have anything you want to add? You want Rory to sign the hat or something? No, sir. All right. What about Scott Panchik? What do you? What, Thank what's you. The... No, we don't have time. I mean, I got this whole list of stuff. Let me tell you some of the stuff I want to talk about. Wait, wait, how long? I want to talk about how handsome you were. How long? I want to talk about your aspirations as being a game athlete. I want to talk about your biggest fuck up you had in life. I want to talk about whether you ever get poached from this job to like a real sports casting job, like doing the Mayweather fight. I wanted to um, talk to you about Brent Stover and how he just looked like a stick next to you in um, Sherwood. Uh, I want to talk about Pat Scott Panchik. Um, I want to talk about that post. Don't ask me about Rich. Like, was that real or not? Um, I want to talk about like growing up. Did it just rain pussy on you because you're so good looking and just like a stud? <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask you about when you know about the workouts at the CrossFit Games. Okay. And um, I want to talk to you about Julie Fouché when you were going over the history of CrossFit Media, why you didn't mention my name. <laughs> and that will be the next show. <laughs> Did I not? Oh, my God. I, I don't, want, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into oh, it. Oh, no. It's so negative. It's oh, so negative. Oh, no. Did I, I fucked up big, huh?